Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Baby Bet Podcast. I am Sandeep Rao. On this week's episode, I want to talk about getting over your shit, as the title suggests. It is something that a lot of us hold on to and a lot of us don't realize that it is eating us up from within. So today is about getting over your shit. If you're a first-time listener, welcome on board. If you come back for another episode, thank you. Appreciate it. As always, you can send your feedback, your thoughts, your opinions, and your criticism on my Insta handle, Twitter handle, handle which is Soapy Rao, or you can email me, soapyrao at gmail.com. Thank you, and see you on the other side. Baby Bed Podcast with Sunday Pro. Baby, check it out. Hello, someone, everyone, and you especially. Welcome to the episode. Uh, strangely, you know, the other day someone uh, asked me, Sandeep, why do you use the word see so loosely? I'll see you soon. It was good to see you. See you on the other side. It's very weird and strange for us, for you as a visually impaired guy to use that word. And then I thought to myself, maybe I should uh, develop my own little um, way of speaking and maybe a big way as well, maybe revolutionary and say, hey, I'll hear you on the other side or I'll um, hear you soon or could have heard you. But it just doesn't sound good. Maybe it's one of those things in retrospect will be like, yeah, it uh, was weird, but he's actually started a thing. So, yeah, maybe you can join me and... Uh, if you're visually impaired like me, you can probably get into that a way of speaking and say, hey, I heard you and heard you. I, I don't know. It's, it's something which we should work on together. It's a movement. And I'm pretty sure a lot of movements sounded lame when the first guy or gal came up with the idea like, yeah, I think we should actually have equal wages. <laughs> uh, we don't have that yet, do we? Okay, cool. Anyway, so today is about getting over your shit, and the reason why I talk about this today is because over the weekend, a bit of an embarrassing uh, situation happened. So let me give you a bit of context. Now, many of you might know I am a stand-up comedian, been doing it in uh, Bangalore uh, for the past, what, it's almost going to be my 10 years since I got on stage for the first open mic ever. Yeah, so it's uh, pretty far into the career and pretty, you know, far gone to do anything else right now. But... Um, so I've been living in Bangalore, that's home for me, and a lot of people now are, you know, in India, especially Bangalore, are really, really sort of taking up into stand-up comedy. And there are a couple of guys who sort of started about five, six years back and kind of uh, worked with me. I kind of helped them a bit, nudged them in the right direction, gave them some introductions and just gave them some feedback. And they just exploded, right? They're really, really big now when it comes to the online platforms with the fan base, with the subscription base, with the branded deals, with the network deals. So it's huge. And, you know, in this industry, it's very toxic because you kind of hear and see your competition every day. It is sort of like a corporate setting, but at the same time, it's a bit more toxic because it is uh, literally then and there when you do your show, you come off, you've got your laughs, you've got hopefully a few applause, you've got your adulation. And the moment you come off, it's people... Uh, just talking toxic about how someone got a deal, someone's really popular, someone sold out a 10,000-seater, someone sold out a five-seater, which is me. And these conversations are more and more common now when you go to the open mics or you go to the various other uh, venues. It's not so much how well you did on stage, but it's how many you performed to and how many you did well for. 
And um, that's sort of where the toxicity of the scene is right now, where people are worried more about the um, result of doing um, jokes or being funny on stage as opposed to actually being funny and getting good at doing that. So that's where it is in the environment. The climate is a little nasty, so it kind of gets to you. And it really bothered me uh, for about three years before this, 2016 to 19, kind of, you know, one of those things which just sort of uh, works inside you. It's a bit of like a, it's not even an itch, it's worse than it. It's kind of under the surface, it's toxic, um, it's malicious, and um, it comes out at all the wrong times because, you know, especially while telling a joke, if you feel that pain or you feel that kind of jealousy, and this is mainly jealousy, it doesn't sound like a joke anymore. I mean, you've probably heard this from, you know, people close to you as well when they actually want to say something and they mean well, you can tell by the tone or you can tell by something. And when they make a comment, say, you know, a lot of people do this, right, to put you down. Um, so they say it, but, you know, they actually mean it and they're actually mean about what they say. So that's one of those things. It comes from either jealousy or insecurity. And a bit of both happened to me, um, you know, because did I expect anything in return from these guys? Probably not. Did I expect, you know, kind of credits or did I expect like a return helping hand where like these guys are like, oh man, you know, you did so much for us. Because, you know, one, you can hear hear and read a lot of these things where people like don't help if you are expecting something in return, uh, do things unconditionally. And yes, I know all that. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard that and you do things from uh, the point of view of just doing because, you know, it makes you feel good that you help someone. But it is kind of human nature just to feel that, and you know if it stays on as a feeling and it's eating you that's not healthy but if it's a passing feeling a lot of us feel that it's like momentary jealousy or envy or insecurity or frustration so the less um you know static and the more fleeting it is that's better for you because then you're not going to sort of hurt yourself because whatever said and done if this stuff is in you uh it takes a long time to go away it's it is like a disease it's like an illness which you think you've got rid of because you've finished your course of um, spiritual or philosophical antibiotics, but it just sits in your system and just surfaces, especially after you have a lot of alcohol or drugs, um, the former for me. And um, so I thought I was over this, you know, I've been uh, dealing with it in my own way, just making peace with the fact that this is why I got into stand-up comedy. I like getting on stage. I like what it does to me. I like what it does for me. I like what it does uh, when um, people appreciate your perspective or where you're coming from. It's fun. You get to travel. And at some points, I'd like to say, uh, I'd like to hope more often than not going forward, you meet nice people who are uh, coming from a place which is similar to yours. Good exposure, good ideas, just having fun conversations. Uh, but for every you know, two of those, you have about 10 toxic motherfuckers, but fuck them. So that's why I got into comedy, just to do it. And obviously, I didn't give enough thought to the marketing angle and the strategy early on and kind of paying for that now, which is fine. But I've made peace to a large extent with the fact that I'm good uh, where I am when it comes to, I don't want to sell out by becoming a so-called social media influencer. I don't want to get into this place where it's the rat race and get into the corporatization of this whole thing. 
and I don't want to move for work. I'm actually in a very good place with my wife, my, my, my family. We're actually, you know, getting closer. A lot of stuff which was there has been kind of addressed and, you know, it's been the dust under the carpet has been clean and swept and things are good. But it sometimes just does surface, dude. And uh, that thing happened on Saturday. There was a gig. This guy, one of, one of the guys who's really big, performed. And it kind of started eating me up without me knowing from morning. I had a few beers in the afternoon with my neighbor. Then I went for the show. And subconsciously, obviously, this shit was working on me. I didn't even care about my set. There was like a sold-out audience for him. And then there were a bunch of these ass-licking uh, comedians who were hovering around. And then I think just subconsciously, I wouldn't even want to say subconsciously, I think consciously, but without me knowing, this kind of thing escalated. I got more and more drunk, didn't give a shit about my performances, went on there, did something, fortunately didn't eat shit, got a few laughs. And I don't know, after that, I just kind of blacked out and went to this this place of anger and jealousy and insecurity and this kind of throwing tantrum kind of thing, like, oh, how could how could he be so famous? Like, in my head, this internal dialogue was so sick and nasty, and I was like, I hope no one can look in at this point. And I know for a fact the reason I'm talking about this, a lot of people have this in various aspects of life, whether you're in a tech firm, whether you're in a startup, a legal firm, could be even in a friendship or a relationship. It just somewhere it starts eating you up with a school friend or a college friend who's more successful. So what I'm trying to say is that it is there. So just be aware of that and try getting rid of it in a healthy um, way, which even could be going and punching a boxing bag or, or just find your own release because this is something which gets back at you the next morning after a few beers. You're like, what did I do and why did I make a fool of myself? It's really not bothering me. But it was bothering you. It bothered me. It came out and I... I figured I felt like shit, right? So I figured you got to just sit with yourself, however embarrassing and painful that recollection, however hazy it was. So I sat with that kind of embarrassment through Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And it started like, man, you're like, why would I do that to myself? I'm 37. I've been doing comedy with dignity, most importantly. Living a dignified life might not be popular. And you've made peace with the fact that, okay, it's going to be organic. You're going to go through the fact that you're a funny stand-up comedian. You, you like podcasting. And you want to do it in this particular way. Because there are ways of selling out through hiring the right strategist and hiring the right social media person. Doing the things because people expect you to do. But you don't want to do that. You've tried it for a short phase. It didn't work out for you. So you've come to this place. You've come to this decision where you want to do it. Because this is how you want to do it. And you figure out this point of view, which is finally what what you want to say, which is, I'm not going to feel sorry for what I lost uh, when I lost my eyesight when I was eight, but I'm going to kind of celebrate the strong points of what I've had after. And I figured that out, which took a lot of, lot, lot of thinking, pondering, a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say courage, but it took a lot of um, ups and downs and a lot of back and forth to figure that out. And that's what's made me realize that you can always... Um, feel like this if you're not willing to sort of look uh, beyond it and you know I'm not saying I made peace with it but I think for the most part that shit's coming out it's come out it didn't come out healthily in in a few instances but I've made a lot more um, you know uh, headway with understanding why that happens and the biggest point I think I realize is that many of us when we're in the situation when we're feeling jealousy or envy or insecurity or we're feeling a lack of self-value or worth you kind of play the victim card and it's very easy in today's society in today's era of social media to play the victim where there are enough people to feel bad for you for whatever reason it is social economic status gender um 
discrimination. There's so many uh, pockets to fall into and feel like the victim. But you'll just keep hurting yourself and this poison will just grow within you. You can always blame. You can always lash out. You can always get jealous. You can always have an outburst. You can always then feel like the victim the next day going, why am, why am I not getting the opportunities? Why am I not getting the breaks? But I'm telling you from personal experience that shit eats you up from inside and comes out in the most embarrassing ways, not even unhealthy ways, just most emba- epically embarrassing ways. Uh, yeah, so instead of just playing the victim, just use one thing which you have going for you. Could be as significant or insignificant as less than one thing. Just could be something you're good at or maybe something that makes you happy and just do that. And you got to figure it out for yourself because I don't think anyone can tell you what you can do or not do. And, uh, you know, there is uh, there is obviously a lot of success happening quickly for people and it is frustrating. Uh, but honestly speaking, I'd, I'd say something which is very good for People, especially in the entertainment spaces, get off social media for consumption. Uh, I mean, be on there for whatever you want to be on there for. But if you're in a space where you're not good right now, uh, feeling good about what you're doing, don't don't consume that shit out there because it's toxic and it just adds to that poison, builds up, builds up. And you're not aware of it all the time and it just starts eating you up. And the next thing you know, you've lost control of even that little bit of progress you made. So I just want to tell you my story because it was really... One of those things where the next few days you're just cringing, thinking about what you might have said or done. And then you realize by doing that, you've almost just sort of proved to them going, yeah, I told you he's fucking a bitter motherfucker. And he's not really made peace with the fact that we've become successful and moved on. And um, you kind of almost play to the script that they expect you to play to. So try not doing that uh, is what I'm telling myself. And it's okay if things work out. They probably will or probably won't. It's not in my control, but just got to do what I do well and... Got to just come back for you every week and do this podcast because I enjoy doing this personally. And of course, you can um, share all your stories with me if you feel like all your thoughts or your opinions on this um, issue of jealousy, insecurity, frustration, and how it sort of eats you from within by sending me, sending me an email or your criticisms or thoughts um, on Instagram, S-O-A-P-Y-R-A-O. That's my email address as well, sopirao.gmail.com. So feel free to write in, and I appreciate it as always. And if you are hurting within, you can help yourself, man. It really is that easy. Just stop playing the victim, and trust me, once you just let go of that, it's a lot more fun because then you just stop looking at the reasons why you're not good, and you start looking at what you can do. And not to sound preachy, but it really helps. So thank you for listening, and I will be back. And uh, you can hear me next week, and I will see you next week on a new episode of the Baby Bed Podcast. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) The Baby Bed Podcast, every Wednesday. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.